In the 1970s to mid-1980s, tens of thousands of Iranians fled repression and unrest in their home country and emigrated to the U.S. Since then, many Iranian Americans have made their mark in corporate America, academia, and Hollywood, but they're still largely absent from the U.S. political scene. One exception is Cyrus Habib. He recently won a seat in the Washington state legislature, representing a district near Seattle. That makes Habib the highest-ranking Iranian-American elected official. And as reporter Tom Bonsi found out, that's not the only thing worth noticing about him. History was in the making last fall in the suburbs of Seattle, but voters didn't know that when a youngish, dark-haired, blind man came knocking. You know, I wear sunglasses, um, as do many people who are blind, and I use a cane. Cyrus Habib says he doorbelled 7,000 homes in his campaign for an open seat in the Washington state legislature. It happened not uh, infrequently that people, I think, would seeing me walk up the uh, front steps would assume that I was with community services for the blind. You know, they'd be surprised when I'd answer the door and say, I'm wrong, I'm running for office. And, uh, you know, then they became much more guarded. Undaunted, Habib raised more money to win election than any other Washington House candidate in state history. He also appealed to Iranian Americans beyond Seattle. Dozens of campaign donors from that community contributed the maximum amount allowed. It was gratifying. Um, You know, I think we are at a critical moment as a, a community of Iranian Americans or Middle Eastern Americans. For sure, Habib represents a growing group of Middle Eastern Americans jumping into U.S. politics, refusing to let extremist groups be the face of their communities. Habib also represents a particular breakthrough. At age 31, he's the first Iranian-American to be elected to a state legislature. He was born in Maryland to parents who'd emigrated from Iran in the 1970s. His father came first to study engineering in Washington state and then had to stay when the Iranian revolution broke out. That's when Habib's mother came over. Nonprofit executive Goli Ameri also belongs to that first generation of emigres. She ran as a Republican challenger for Congress from Oregon in 2004, but eventually lost to the incumbent. Ameri says Habib's victory resonates strongly among Iranian immigrants because it signals the cracking of what she calls the last glass ceiling for the community. This is the one area where the Iranian-American community um, you know, has not had the same level of accomplishments as they've had, you know, for example, in the business community or in the healthcare, medical, academic. And um, it's a great start. Ameri says Iranian-Americans have traditionally shied away from politics. You know, politics coming from Iran, it was not exactly something that you were encouraged to participate in. In fact, if anything, I think people people shied away from it and, and fled from it. So it wasn't something that was natural or instinctive. As for Habib, he's a lawyer by trade, but caught the political bug early on. I first volunteered on political campaigns when I was in high school um, on the campaign of Gary Locke, who ran for governor, our first ever Chinese-American governor in uh, the United States, and of course now our ambassador to China. When Habib ran for office himself last year, former candidate Goli Ameri says she advised the young hopeful to steer clear of U.S.-Iran relations. Habib says he finds foreign policy needlessly divisive. For me, foreign policy has never been what I've been interested in. Um, It's never been my focus. Uh, I'm interested in how can we create uh, a 21st century economy uh, rooted in our passion in this region for uh, technology. In Washington state, Habib is best known for overcoming blindness. 
A rare childhood cancer took his eyesight at age eight. I use software, what's called text-to-speech software, so it reads what's on the screen. I'm able to type normally, just like anyone else, but it, you know, it reads back what's on the screen. My God! <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a dolphin on speed or something. Yes. <laughs> and you. Well, I have no idea what they said. Really? Yeah. Did you catch all? Of yeah. So it was listing,、um, you know, Ohio and Delaware, and Texas and their、uh, B&O tax regimes. Good afternoon. I'd like to call the House Transportation Committee to order. Occasionally,、uh, his blindness and other interests converge. It happened at a recent committee hearing about setting standards for high-tech self-driving cars. Thank you, Madam Chair.、Um, I, I promise this is a question, not a comment. But <laughs> how close are we to the day when you can also put your blind legislative colleague in a car and say, "Get him to JLOB"? That's a government building. And trust that it'll happen. I asked Representative Habib if he sees himself as a pioneer or a role model. I think every person's story is unique, and so I, you know I don't think I, I, you know role model is probably not the right term because people will chart their own path. But blind children need to know that with hard work and opportunity they can achieve their dreams. And what's more, others in society need to know that. Habib there didn't mention his Iranian heritage, but consider this anecdote. Back in November, the Voice of America's Persian service posted a brief bit about Habib's election victory on its Facebook page. That item in Farsi became the website's most popular of 2012, beating out the U.S. presidential race and even the Iran nuclear standoff. One man posting from Tehran commented, "Now that's what I call a free country." For the world, I'm Tom Bonsi in Olympia, Washington.